I fell into a ring of fire. I fell in. When you kiss me, fever, when you hold me tight. Fever. Hello and welcome to Fever FM, um, the first night of discussing two games. It's good to be back. I'm joined by Dave, Dale and Cam. Hello, gents. Hello, hello. Hello. Good evening, Frosty. Two games, so let's dive straight in because we'll ramble about absolutely nothing and waste everyone's time. Uh, what The team that didn't waste everyone's time, we'll start with the women. Uh, a starting lineup of Foster, Foster, Vandermeer, Barry Davidson, uh, Kate Taylor was Nesky, Fraser, Main, Speckmeyer, and Breslin. This was looking a little more the starting lineup we would have assumed we'd see at the beginning of the season, barring injuries, etc. I agree. I think um, the first game, having Chloe not in there, I think we discussed at the time, it could have easily have been because of the opposition we were playing and needing a slightly more defensive mindset that uh, Chloe can bring us instead of Grace. But when we're playing a team that we know, that we believe we should be able to beat, um, having the more attacking focus of having Wisniewski in there is more of an 8 than a 8 to 10 rather than a 6 to 8 is probably uh, probably a good move. Um, so to paraphrase, Wanderer is a shithouse. We're going all in. <laughs> I mean, you, you could put it that way, but I'm a little more diplomatic. I'm not. Fuck them. I mean, do we do we think Wanderers are going to be the worst team in the league, though? I don't. I don't know that that's the case either. I think I think they certainly have some struggles, but I think it shows we have more intent around beating teams. I think I think the Wanderers are a very beatable team, but I think there are a few others in this league who we equally should be targeting. I think um, it's good to see us going out there looking to win games and putting out a strong lineup. Obviously, we have better kind of bodies to be able to put on the field right that's going to make a big difference you'd expect the lineup to look better every week this season than it did last year but you look at that on paper and think shit that's a squad that should win a lot of games yeah I I think that as you say we we've improved substantially but I don't think Wanderers have um no that I certainly on paper early days I don't want to curse them but you know curse them um uh, Spec my starting. So obviously over her um, run of bad luck injuries and the like. Uh, good to see her getting a ninety minutes. Uh, she looked dangerous in that first game, and actually getting a full game to to show who wears was bloody useful. She made a nuisance of herself. Yeah, she did. She got she got around and um and, and had she's got a, quite a bit of bit of toe on her, eh? I think like she seems to chasing down like a couple of defenders and. Made some, you know, good runs and and with the ball at the feet, you know, tried to take on some defenders. Well, I think maybe got at times got a little bit isolated um, when we didn't have sort of wingers nearby her. But um, she definitely looks the part in the in the A League at the A League level. Yeah, I think we saw that isolation a little in her first appearance as well, where she maybe was trying to do a bit too much on her own. I think I think the motivation for that is probably um, in that first game trying to trying to kind of take the game by the scruff of the neck. But I think I think. As they get used to those combinations, I think I think it will only look better because she she clearly has a high work rate and has the skills and you know the the attributes required to be really good in this league. So it's just a matter of everyone kind of getting on the same page there. And injuries and the kind of late pickup and signing um, mean she probably hasn't had that much time 
in terms of minutes playing with the rest of the team. So, um, yeah, I think that can only improve. Yeah, there's definitely – it feels like she's she's definitely not a back-to-goal kind of striker. She likes playing off that shoulder, and people are going to have to get used to that she's going to be yeah. running full steam away from them, so they're going to have to pick up a little quicker. Um, there is uh, – I mean, I let's talk about that midfield, because I really – that that midfield is very, very capable. Wisniewski, who had a pretty good season last year, let's be honest, um, playing as a as a – an eight, uh, Kate Taylor, who we know is a really good athlete, playing at six and seems to have dropped in really nicely. That first game, she was very good. Um, this game again, she was she was strong. She really marshaled the team in there. But let's start with Fraser, uh, Macy Fraser. Uh, Helena's talked her up quite substantially, and if I'm being nice to Helena, I think she's she sold her a bit short. I think she's better than Helena was saying. I totally agree with you. And I think it's highlighted perfectly by that run late in the first half where she's beaten, God knows what, three players before having a shot straight at the keeper and um, followed up not so long later with a shot that comes off the woodwork. Honestly, the I'm staggered by the ability that she's got and I'm wondering how the hell she hasn't been snapped up by a bigger club overseas before now. I, I'm wondering how... New Zealand, you know the the Knicks haven't seen her before. It's it seems she seems born for this level at least. I mean, I think she's a fantastic player. We were talking about it just before we went on air a little in terms of like I, she absolutely has phenomenal skills. I mean, she's going to dribble around players and and make people look fools. But I also think knowing how the the A leagues tend to go, I think it's not going to be long before players just start kicking her, and it'll be how she adapts to that that I think will be a very telling factor. Because, you know, that, that that play where she beats three players, you know, it's a phenomenal dribble. But equally, you do that enough times in a game and someone's just going to put a foul on you. And that's the nature of the beast. And how, how players who are those technically skilled players who like beating people, how they react to getting kicked and maybe not even getting the calls can tell a lot about how they're going to go, right? Because I think... Um, when you're that good and you're that young, there will be some teams that will just try and kick you out of a game. Um, and yeah, I, I hope she reacts well and I hope she continues to, you know, develop into, into that element of her game. And, and that can look a lot of different ways for different players, but she clearly has the goods to, to go very well at this level. But I don't think we're going to see all the teams this year just let her dribble through them like that. No, um, what gives me some hope was the player that she cut back on and yeah. she was on the wrong side and just leaned and was won the ball back based by physicality. So she's obviously not afraid of that, that body contact, which is, which I think is good. Dave's exactly right. She's going to get a kicking as soon as players see that. Um, the way she, she fakes with her hips, it cheered at least a couple of players back healing and going the wrong way. And that's what bought her the time. And it was, yeah, it's, if she, she almost seemed very disappointed by that shot, the fact that she'd done all that and then nailed it straight at the keeper and then thought, right, I'm having another crack at this. Yeah. And pinged it very uh, close. She'd, to... she'd done all the hard work, right? And then the keeper really didn't live up to the dribble, but uh, sorry, the shot didn't really live up to the dribble, but the shot only a few minutes later was yeah pretty good. Although I'd question the keeper on that one, you know, it's sitting hitting dead center of the crossbar and, and the keeper's been beaten. Where where were you? I mean, that's that's usually a bit of a height 
aspects sometimes, right? You know, keepers, keepers yeah. at women's level are generally not six five and over, are they? But no, I mean the the exaggerated faint that she does is is something you don't really see much these days, is it? It's like it it it's it just turned you know four or five people at different different times of that game and just absolutely left them you know searching for her afterwards. So it's a really dangerous weapon that um, hopefully we'll get to see you know, week in, week out, and leading to more goals. I, I think it, it gives, uh, having Speckmire, especially in front of her, where you know someone's got wheels, so the defenders are going to sit back, is going to give um, Macy Fraser a bit of space. It gives them two depths to try and play. And that's, I reckon that's very, very difficult for those central defenders to play. So if the two of them can keep kind of going along those lines, they're either going to suck all those defenders into space and leave space wide um, for people like uh, Elliot, um, Breslin, Maine, if she starts playing a little wider. Uh, it, it, that attacking side of this team is really, really exciting. Yeah, if you think about the players who, who didn't even make the squad, you know, there's still Longo to come back into that that squad at some point. Um, you know, Wynnum had to play reserves this, you know, this weekend as well. Um, Keller Robinson not seen yet this season either. Like, there's a little bit of depth there that um, is is quite promising. That you know, even if we have a couple of injuries or or whatnot, that uh, we'll be able to cover that with much more ease than we have in previous seasons. Yeah, and I think as well the um, the interesting thing is often you might have a squad where you're talking about you know the amazing attacking talent we've got there and how good that looks, and what you're not saying is oh it looks a bit weak at the back. You know that that often is kind of the unspoken part of when you give that sort of praise. But you look at our squad and go, well, shit, actually, we look pretty good at the back as well. There's there's a reasonably complete squad out there. I agree. The attacking talent looks fantastic. But equally at the back, there's things to be excited about as well. And and I don't really see where we're that weak. As you say, there's there's depth. There's there's good attacking talent. There looks like there's much more defensive structure. There looks like there's there's better kind of quality across the park and really it's going to be interesting to see how that goes because I just I don't have a lot to criticize about the makeup of that team at the moment like I think Foster left back probably wasn't it wasn't her best game I don't think and yeah you know and and that's understandable right she's she's had a very short preseason if one at all and you know there's probably a little bit of fitness and, and getting up to speed in that um so when she starts getting a bit more kilometers under her legs and it can start bombing down the down the left a bit more, probably. <laughs> it's um, this is kind of a scary prospect. Maybe we're getting a bit of bit of heads hit mm. in front of ourselves because you know, for all their part, Wanderers didn't really offer you know no. much at all. Um, and, and I think that's a little bit of us, you know, defending well and and that, but also obviously missing Millie Clegg. But even if you put it back here into the stadium, even like it's a struggle to see that that would be a, a top six side uh, based on what we've seen so far. Can I just say it? They look awful at the back. Like, really tentative, really, like, no confidence. The number of balls that uh, we were putting into that final third and they were just stick. If they got to it, they just kind of kicked it and just got rid of it and just weren't even worrying about trying to control the ball at all. They were just panicking. Well, well when they tried to control the ball, like, and I think our second and third goal were emblematic of that, of, you know, a heavy touch from one of them mm. or a bad clearance and us sweeping on the on the loose ball and, and scoring a couple of goals where, you know, we probably didn't really, as good a goals as they are, we probably didn't really create that 
those opportunities you know like they weren't really forced it was kind of them just having a bad touch and us jumping on that so um if there was any sort of criticism to be laid i guess of the game is that all three goals and this is always to some degree always happens but they were kind of gift wrapped for us a little bit as well um and we and we the, the chances we did create ourselves we we didn't take at the time and there was a couple you know just before half time and a couple i think just before full time as well yeah, agree. I think I think it's one of those ones. I think that's probably the only criticism you can make is we probably need to be a bit more clinical, as you say. The goals we scored here are, are pretty good goals, but they're probably not the sort of opportunities a good side are going to offer you. You know, they're they're not going to make those mistakes that gift them back to you like that. And um, I think for all the kind of domination we had in this game, I think I think if you look at the stats, actually the stats are reasonably even. I think that the possession was was in our favour for sure, but we didn't have a hell of a lot more shots than them. We didn't have, you know, heaps more of any of the stats really than them, but we were dominant. You know, our, our shots were in better positions. They had a lot from long range and all that kind of stuff. I think you'd hope we put this to put this to bed without needing them to make those silly mistakes at the back based on the quality of what, what possession and what chances we had, you'd hope we would have had just a couple good goals on us and that would have been the game done. But instead, you know, up until the 80th minute, this was a 1-0 game that we were all over and deserved to win. Um, it blew out a little in those kind of last 10 minutes and and good, this, this you know, 3-0 good result for us. But this easily could have ended 1-0 and, and maybe even won all if they had nicked one at the death, at the death there. And that wouldn't have been a deserved result. So I think that's the thing we probably just need to make sure we um, we tidy up. It's just that that clinical finish. You know, games like this that we are winning and dominating need to be put to bed. Yeah, uh, I think that's fair. I, the one thing that did impress me was the the uh, desperation to get the ball. I mean, we saw uh, from, I think, uh, Manai Elliott's goal and Chloe Knott's shot um, with those heavy touches you mentioned, Dale. There were uh, Wanderers players who were quite closer, but not and Elliot just ran their guts out to get there first um, and get that shot off. Wasn't successful with um, uh, not, but Elliot put it on. Um, we should probably talk about the goals because they deserve a bit of talking about that. They're pretty decent goals, as you mentioned, Dave. Uh, the first goal coming in the 68th minute, uh, eight corner as is tradition for the uh, Wahenix. Um, a nice delivery to that um, outside back post and Speckmai, and she's in a lot of traffic there and the ball drifting to that goal line, gets a good head on it. The keeper comes and uh, does not get it. That's not a bad finish from that position. Oh, it's fantastic to have managed to get that in the back of the net from, from that position, but... I think I think you've also got to question what the defenders are doing. There, you know, the goalkeeper's come hasn't got it. The defenders don't do a hell of a lot here either. In terms of, I think I think it basically ends up in largely off them. They're they're in positions where they should probably be able to clear it from that angle or at least block it. But great header, you know, goes in the goal. Fantastic work from her to be able to manufacture that. But as you say, it's a good cross in. But I do suspect a, a tidier defense deals with that one relatively comfortably. Yeah, I, I thought the defenders that, that were actually on the contesting the header were, were doing more than their job. I, that's what I think the spec might did really well by getting yeah, up. Yeah, I would agree with that. Just the, you know, but that was two defenders that she took out of play with her. So maybe that cover just wasn't coming across, didn't read the didn't read the play, especially when the keeper's kind of coming to it. You're not thinking, I better back the keeper up and go with her. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you got to take those, um, and that seems to be a Wahenex tradition of you know a, a bit of a scrappy corner, um, which didn't didn't give us the signals of what was coming later. Um, the uh, the second goal, the Macy Fraser um, edge of the box. Now, this is something that I've been wanting to see from the Knicks getting good clean shots off from that top of the box, and yeah, Fraser's shown that she can hit it well from out out at distance. Yeah, absolutely clean like. Powerful shot, you know, like, um, I guess sometimes you know, you see like long range efforts that are a bit more sort of chipped. Um, but this was, you know, the keeper's was not, I don't think any keeper had a chance. It was, you know, well placed, you know, low, hard, um, mm. and very, very difficult to stop. And, you know, just a, a yeah, a very classy finish, um, off the back of, um, a little bit of pressure up front to, to give us the, the, the turnover up there. Yeah, being able to lace it from that far and keep control while low, that's not something we see in a lot of the um, uh, A-League women's teams. It's just the confidence to go for that because it can just end up quite spectacularly bad. Um, it's it's something we missed last year. We didn't see a lot of it, you know, shots from that top of the box. No, and, and not with not with that sort of power and placement either. I think, I think it's a really, really nice finish. Um, there's not. Not much you can complain about there. I think as as Dale hinted at, you know, the turnover is probably a bit cheap, but it does come out of pressure we've created there, and you know, there's all of that sort of stuff. And and if you're going to finish them like that when you get turnovers in the box, fantastic. You know that that's going to pay dividends across the season. Yeah, those are those those um, I don't want to call them unearned goals that you know just the the lower percentage goals where it's just a bit of desperation and some quality finishing that kind of make up for those uh, dominant chances going astray um hopefully that we can do both but certainly it balances the balances the books a little more um kind of the same with Manaya Elliott um again just some sloppy defending but the ability to to be a bit ruthless and to put it past the keeper and through a bit of traffic um inside the box just slapped it past got the business done really yeah, has a couple has a couple bites at it and the defender keeps keeps giving more bites but eventually ends up in the net and she's she's fighting for it and she gets it across the line you know it's 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 good hustle to to get that in the back of the net but yeah I think again if you're going to criticize anything the defenders should do better in terms of clearing that and you know they don't so great take take the chance when it's there you know make the most of it for sure and it's good it's good to see that sort of hustle in the box it's I think I think in previous seasons and previous games we could probably criticize a few of those chances, loose ball in the box, and they just haven't had that intent to try and get a toe in there and win it. And it was good to see that intent there, you know, fight for it in the box. It's a loose ball. Why shouldn't it be yours and get in the back of the net? Well, I think it was basically Manaya Elliott versus four defenders just Exactly. All, yeah. All four defenders sitting on their heels and Manaya just wanted it more. I hate to use that cliche. Cliche, bingo, tick. Yeah, I know. But it, you can't really describe it as anything else, right? It, just that intent. Um, whatever Temps is give, uh, feeding them at half time, just more of that, please. That's He's obviously got them focused, which is, which is amazing to see. I mean, you know, you're up 2-0, 87 minutes in, and you're still thinking, yeah, I need to get that ball first. That That's awesome. It, it seemed, yeah, I think last week we talked about perhaps Melbourne City went up another gear against us, and I think we did the same this week. I think, yeah, you know, the first half I thought reasonably even. We had a couple of, yeah, you know, Fraser had that one that hit the crossbar, and that was about the only chance. And then the second half, it was it was basically all us. Like they, they had, 
from memory, they had like a five, maybe a five-minute patch of a little bit of pressure, but nothing came of it. And then I think Barry had one very good sliding tackle. And but other than that, like we just steamrolled them over the top and and finished, you know, strong. We had like four chances in an in injury time mm. to could have, you know, could have easily blown out to five or six, you know, um, and and that probably would have been, you know, um, a bit excessive given the, the state of play, but. Um, the fact that we're finishing strong is, is a is a good sign that um, you know we've got depth or we've got um, you know fitness or, or whatever it is. Yeah, I I don't I don't know that it's I mean fitness here for sure you've got to be it, but it's the execution and intent I think that I'm really liking that just that they're they're willing and able to execute right at the end there. Um, I I'm sounding like I'm a bit of a cheerleader at the moment, but I just I really love seeing um, people who are just cliche bingo wanting it more there is no issue with being a cheerleader man you're allowed to be a cheerleader when your team plays well and they score goals and you know put in a result which they is has been uncommon in the past for that team you're allowed to enjoy it don't, don't apologize for enjoying it i know but it's kind of putting you out of a job i'll put myself out of a job and i'm quite happy to do it he's not head cheerleader without some cheerleaders under him frosty <laughs> you, you've got to create that pyramid, right? The I'm human. also not head cheerleader, not even close. Bags not being on the bottom. Um, I guess we should wrap up the other results because uh, the, they are reasonably interesting. The uh, debut Mariners uh, pipped Adelaide 2-1. Um, the uh, Melbourne City uh, bet Canberra 2-1. Brisbane Raw bet Sydney 1-0. Uh, obviously, we beat the um, uh, the Wanderers three uh, nil, and I was about to tell you the the Mainz Bayern result, but that's not a league woman. Um, and that was the end of that. It's looking. I mean, I think that puts us fourth now on goal difference. It's it's nice to see um, the team up higher. It's actually the highest we've ever been in a table for the woman. We've never been that high, ever, at any stage of any season that the team's existed. I think someone pointed out on like, Twitter, I think, that uh, it's the first time we've had a positive goal difference too. It's, uh, yeah, at the moment it's not too bad. Only three three teams above us, clearly, uh, with two wins, which are Perth, Brisbane and Melbourne. Um Early days yet, though, I think is a fair way to say it. Um, you might notice that I'm trying to avoid talking about the men, um, but well, I guess we have to. Again, playing the Wanderers, the men's team was Alex Paulson, Tim Payne, Scott Wooten, uh, Finn Sermon, Lucas Kelly-Heald, Alex Rufer, um, Pennington, Cryev, Costa, Ball and Zavada. Gents. Is this the lowest um, XG you've ever seen in a full game of football? Possibly, but I thought Pennington's chance I thought was way way higher than what yes. it was graded at. Like, I thought that was a very good chance, wasn't it? In in the six yard box, getting a clean head on it, and it was a cracking save to keep it out. It was it was on target. The keepers made a late move, and it was. Not far beyond the goal line when he's managed to get his fingertips to it and push it wide, or perhaps over. I can't recall the exact detail, but yes, that uh, that should have been rated higher than it was. 
I mean, it was a good enough save. He got enough power on it that I didn't notice the save at the first time. I thought Pennington miss, had missed it cold. So maybe that maybe the XG people thought the same thing. Just went, oh, he's missed it. Well, maybe it's XG based on the quality of A-League players rather than <laughs> the quality of you know, European-based players. Yeah, there, there might be a, um, a modifier for um, Pennington and his head. Oh, we, you're in we, for we, some grief if you say that out loud. Come on. Well, let's Come be on, honest, mate. mate. We've never seen him up that high, let alone hitting it with his head. So good on him for getting there, I say. I, I'd argue it was probably the best chance of the game. Yeah, um, Certainly for the Knicks, yes. Well, it's our only chance, but yes. Um, but I mean, the Wanderers chances, you know, they weren't exactly, you know, clear cut. They had more of them, but um, even though that Pennington, uh, the Paulson save at the start, um, as spectacular as it was, pretty low percentage chance. Um, and um, yeah, I, I would back most keepers to save that most of the time. In the A League? Well, maybe not if it's Ollie Sale, but sure. <laughs> Um, Oof. Oof. <laughs> Top harsh, of but that's, that's uh that's brutal, mate. Honestly, but not wrong. Um, I'm just going to distance myself from your comment. Ollie's made a couple of mistakes. The first one was going to Perth. Um, let, let's get on to his replacement, actually, Alex Paulson, because I think he deserves a little bit of love. I think if you want to he, talk about positives from this game, he's got to be the name you mentioned, right? I think. Easy. There's a lot, a lot of things that were just boring football with nothing much happening. Whereas Paulson showed he can play at this level and 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 perform as an A League keeper. I I agree with Dale. I think I think the saves he made, uh, a lot of them are relatively regulation, but still he's making them and he's making them comfortably. And you know I think there are some in there that you'd say are certainly above average quality for A League. Uh, yeah, the um, save up high to his left. I thought showed a, a, a significant amount of athleticism and good foot, footwork, as Dale is so keen to point out that A-League keepers don't tend to have. Um, but he also executed really well. There wasn't any time where I went, oh, he's looking a bit sketchy here. Like when he came out to punch or, or um, uh, control his box, I thought he did well as well. I mean, how many games has he played at the A-League? What? Four? Fifth, fifth. He played four two seasons ago. None last season. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's pretty solid, eh? And he looked. He looked when we last saw him playing. Realistically, he looked like he had some quality, but he looked young and inexperienced. Still, I think you see him now, and it, you can tell that that time in between, he's developed a lot. Yeah, uh, just picking up Frosty's point about. Uh, yeah, I think um, he was very good early as well. You know, in the, in the crosses, anything danger. Good punch on him. Um, nothing that you'd say there's a huge weakness that's that's glaringly obvious at the moment. Um, and he, uh, he's young, so he's he will make mistakes, and we need to kind of prep ourselves for that because you know, I remember when Matt Ryan came into the A League for Central Coast Mariners, he was pretty poor his first season, and then had two seasons after that. And obviously, he's you know had a very long you know european career so you know young keepers will make mistakes and we just gotta gotta roll roll with that and um know that at some point it, it'll come but um he'll probably do more in those other games to even that out more than even that out i'd say yeah and i think we saw him um not being afraid to use his feet either you know a little little bit of dribbling a little bit of turning a little bit of passing out from the back that there was one moment where it maybe was uh 
should have should have been got rid of a touch earlier, but you know, got away with it and, and it looked comfortable comfortable enough. It's it's good to see he has um I guess the confidence to be doing that at the back. But I do I, I agree, as you say, you know, there's probably some elements there that um the raps he'll be getting for a good performance might lead to a bit of overconfidence and a and a mistake to to bring that back down to reality. Um but that is is the reality with the young keeper and, and it's going to be true of a few people in the squad this year, you know, the young and experienced team we've got. Yeah, I, I think um, his confidence and ability with his feet is, it's a bit difficult for maybe uh, some of us older heads who are not used to this, the, you know, that haven't grown up with the the playing the ball out from the back, the, the short goal kicks, that sort of thing. And it, it may be that this is just a, a, you know, a generational change that we're going to have to get used to and that keepers now play a lot more football and are willing to, and there may be the odd mistake. But I think um, he has shown the technical ability to be able to do that, whereas mm. I think yeah. other keepers that we've had, you know, uh, Marinovic was particularly bad with his feet. Sale wasn't that, that great. Even Glenn Moss never used to be that good either. But he has shown, like, an ability to be able to, you know, do a feint, do that kind of stuff to actually take, strikers out of out of play and play out from the back so yeah he'll make mistakes but i think his his base level is is well above most of most goalkeepers trying to play out from the back dave you're going to say that the name keegan smith out i'm going to say it yeah keegan wasn't the wasn't the greatest there well no didn't he, didn't he get didn't he get chosen by kalazic purely based on that wasn't that the theory it was the theory yeah um I, I'm not sure that um, Mr. Kalosic's uh, pedigree and selections were was particularly high at times. Um, why are you playing that with a straight bat? Why? Why? Why are you trying? Why are you trying to hedge that? Just say it. Oh, it's understatement, Dave. Dave it's, it's quite weird when when the guy that left the club and under a cloud and had a fairly uh, tumultuous. Uh, tenure whilst here, he tries to be gentle and kind where people who are at the club and doing good things with the club and trying to do even better things with the club, he's coming down ham-fisted on top of them. It's it's quite the odd choice. He wasn't I, I, that harsh on you, Cam. Oh, we didn't record that part. Sorry. Yeah. Didn't record that bit, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, if, I'm on, if I'm honest, I don't think I need to pile on to Kalazic any more than I have already. It was a fucking shit show. Um, Sorry, Dale. For he's just he's trying to he's just he's just trying to save face now because we called him out on his uh, hypocrisy. Oh please, piss off you! If I recall, you were the one that didn't actually say anything about Kalasic. No, I didn't say anything about Kalasic. I didn't say anything about anybody. Hey, that got us Vlasic uh, on the twelve pubs pub crawl. It, talking, it sure talking, did. Talking smack to anyone who would was on the air shot of him. Yeah, he's uh, he he uh, wasn't too chatty when he came here for the uh, city game uh, last week, though. Oh, this is a surprise. Um, yeah, uh, I I guess we've got to talk about the rest of the game. We've we've tried to avoid it as much as we can. Um, there weren't any positives in the game. This felt like two. <laughs> It felt like you really feel. <laughs> it felt like two boxers who weren't willing to throw a punch for for and risk getting hit themselves. I think. Well, I think the Wanderers tried to force the force it a bit more, but you know we were 
defensively really sound. And, mm. you know, they were forced into doing lots of crosses, which we were dealing with pretty well. You know, they had, like, you know, a couple of long-range chances that were okay, but, you know, on most days wouldn't go in. So um, from a defensive point of view, excellent display. Couldn't have asked for anything more. Attacking-wise, <laughs> pretty blunt. But, um, yeah, I think... Uh, I think Chiefy mentioned it afterwards that that he doesn't think the team's at where it needs to be, which is, I guess, a good a good sign that he thinks you know mm-hmm. they've been focusing more on the defensive side of the you know the structure as opposed to the attackings, and that reckons that'll come. Um, I mean, you hope so. I think it it's it's hard to see still where the creativity is coming from. Who is who is delivering that? You know, we don't have a Davila. We don't have a you know a, you know. You know, Clayton Lewis who can play some 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 nice balls in behind and stuff like that. I I struggled where where that's gonna where that's really gonna come from. Hmm. Well, let's let's go back to your defensive point. I think because I think it's it's pretty solid. Bearing in mind that we had Finn Sermon and Lucas Kelly healed, basically that entire left side of defence, very very new. Obviously Kelly Heald's, um debut game. Sermon would have played half a dozen. I would say. Do we even do we know? Anyone? No, it's not my head. But uh, yeah. probably closer to a dozen, I'd say. I think yeah. But still game. minimal games over three seasons just as a as a scholarship or, or youth player. Um I thought that you, you were right, Dale. They they were really competent, really professional, did the simple things well. Yeah. I think I think it looked I think it looked solid in this game. I think I would have I would have questions about how a more uh, precise clinical attack would have done with it. Um, you know, I think I think the Wanderers looked a bit toothless themselves. They look a bit undercooked. First game of the season, they didn't look like they offer much. Um, I suspect a, a team late season full of big names who were firing probably would have made the defense look much more shaky, but it's the first game. So there's, there's a lot to build on there. And I think you can take some positives. We were playing this opposition this week, so you can only judge it on what was out there. But I think the the thing we've talked about previously is where these goals are going to come from. You look up front and no one's really showing the sort of form up there in terms of goal scoring we're going to need. So someone's going to have to come into a purple patch for, for that to resolve itself because as you say, there just isn't that X factor player there to spark it up. So you need you need some of those players who are good, solid, you know, players to deliver. They're all they're all good, but there's just not that that form at the moment that we've seen. And and you know, if you if you have Kraev, Ball, Costa, Zawada all hit a patch of form at the same time, and shit, they could put ten goals in. But when they're all struggling a little, where's it going to come from? Um, yeah, I, I think um, you've, you make a really solid point. We know that, that, that at least three of these players are either um, put in low number of goals or are really patchy. Uh, Crive, we know that can go. He went on a bit of a run last time, but then went off the boil. Ball traditionally doesn't score a whole lot, and Costa, I don't think, really ever has scored a whole lot for the Knicks. Zawada obviously was really consistent, but that's the first season he's done it. Um, for me, though, the real issue is the midfield. We've got two sixes playing there, and then we've got tens. And I think that that's having no natural eight 
to kind of link those two together makes it very hard for those guys in front to um to make really good quality um attempts. I think Pennington is trying to be that more box to box, isn't he? I think um yeah, we saw his late run into the box for that chance, and I think that probably highlights where some of the goals might come from. Is, is if you notice that that delivery in the two centre bit defenders both cram Zawada and the ball goes over the top and Pennington has the late run into into accurate space to, to and so that's the kind of those are the kind of less obvious chances we need to start cre- uh, you know continue to create is the ones that aren't just into hoisting into Zawada and hoping he puts a head on it but you know that looking for a second run but I think the times we did look good going forward and if it, even if it didn't end up creating a chance at the end was when we said we would have been sort of knocking around the back and like either Pennington or Rufa were getting on a half turn while running, like so turning and running forward and then getting the ball played in front of them. And that's where we kind of created a sort of like a break through the midfield, which the Wanderers didn't go with us and, and perhaps the, the final ball didn't quite get there. So there's a few things that I can think I see happening, but um, it's just whether the, the final chances we can actually you know, get them into high scoring, high scoring opportunities. Uh, we did see a couple of midfielders uh, on the bench uh, who uh, definitely provide different options to Rufa and Pen- Pennington. Um, old, uh, ben Old obviously coming on um, over his injury troubles, uh, getting uh, 18 minutes or so, and Finn Conchie as well getting time right at the very end. Um, are we putting... Are we putting a lot of faith in these young? Well, I guess Ben Old's been around for a while, but um, you know him being able to produce more minutes, and more opportunities, and the same with Conchi. Yes, we're putting a lot of faith in the youth. I totally agree with you. I don't think Conchi offers something different. I think he offers. He's a six. I think he's going to turn out to be a very, very good six. But he was probably fresh at six, you know, compared to the two guys who've been playing the minutes. So um, he wouldn't have been different. He wouldn't have been uh, a different option, you know. I mean, just a, or giving something different to the role. Whereas old can provide. He can play wide. He can play ten. He can play eight, even to be fair. And possibly moving forward, he may be the answer to the eight issue that you have the link between the sixes and the tens. Um, a good, well-rounded player, and hopefully, if he's over his um, injury concerns, then yeah, he could be. Uh, he could be a good, uh, good weapon. Has he played much today? I don't think he has. Has he? Tend to be a ten, I think it is uh, at the the uh, younger age groups, um, but he has obviously lined up wide for the Knicks in the past as well. Hmm. I, I guess we could say the same thing about Alex Roofer as well. He, he was a striker at one stage. He was. He was. He was signed as uh, back in twenty thirteen, uh, playing wide to Stein Heisigman's playing in the middle. Jesus, that's a flashback. Stein Heisigams of uh, giving you mountain buggy phase. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, mountain buggy in a car seat. Yep. And I've still got his suit hanging in my wardrobe as well. Jesus, can you fit it? Because he was pretty pencil thin, wasn't he? I've never fitted it. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, can't even, can't even get an arm in it at all. At any stage I've ever had it. No. Even, even, when, even when I got down to my skinniest, I still couldn't fit into it. I would pay to see you try to put your arm through a leg hole, to be quite honest. How much? 
call it the uh, 3D printing I did for you today. <laughs> no, it's a high price on that. Um, uh, what other? Uh, obviously, uh, uh, getting the point um, isn't a, the worst thing in the world, especially away at um, Wanderers Home Ground. What are our? What do we think that the work-ons are for this men's team? Apart from everything, Dale. <laughs> I was going to say goals, or oh, at least, yeah, chances, better chances. I mean, it'd be nice to see them go in, but I think I think you look at this and there's only one chance worthy of talking about, right? That's not you can't you can't do well in the league if you're only create, creating one chance per ninety minutes, right? And the XG in this game is horrible across the board, whatever. But we have to be creating more chances more often than that to have any chance of getting results, right? You're, you're lucky to get away with this one in a one point, and that's fine. It's a good point. Points away are very valuable in this league for us. We know that, so you take it for sure. And I think I think there's a lot of a lot of stuff Chiefy would have liked that he saw out there, how solid defensively we were, you know, all of that stuff. But without chances, you're not gonna you're not gonna win games, and you're not gonna make the playoffs. We're hearing a lot of uh, what will happen if we continue this way, but say Chiefy gets you on the blower and says, "What do I? What should I change? What's the one thing?" Dale, you've got a sneaky grin, mate. Come on. I was going to say the player budget and getting someone in January—that's a creative ten in the central central spot. But I don't think. Okay, that's let's assume, let's assume that he's not talking to Rob. As you say, I think Dave Dave says like. I think we all have taken a point before the start of that game. Um, I guess the the upside is, you know, we weren't peppered. We weren't like under the pump for 90 minutes and we were, it was dragged out of, you know, we dragged out a point. And I guess in the back of my mind, like I saw was a stat today, I think that in the last six years, we've never gained more than five points for our first six games. So we are very traditionally slow starters. Um, and, um, yeah, I think there's some very valid reasons for that. So I'm not going to, you know, say that based on the first couple of games, what that might mean for the rest of the season, because we know that can change quite quickly in this league, more than most leagues. Um, teams do get get on runs and can tend to, you know, ramp up their um, their form quite quickly. So um, I don't want to take this snapshot as a as a you know extra laid out for the rest of the season, as some people have kind of reacted reacted. So there's definitely some very clear, clear things we need to work on, but um, you know, um, you just got to hope that we'll eventually, it'll eventually click for us. Yeah, and I think I think you've hinted at us as a as a team traditionally being slow starters, but I think you can kind of expect that even more this season. You know, given we are putting out a lot of inexperienced younger players, you know, part of that strategy is always going to be they're going to get better with that experience. So I think you'd if you were mapping out the season into halves, say you'd expect us to be stronger in the second half of the season than in, than in the first half, regardless of the Phoenix's history in terms of being slow starters. So I think, I think while there might be things you can criticize and things you can take away, I think the, the kind of naysaying of this team looks like the worst team we've ever had, which, you know, people are genuinely saying that sort of stuff on social media and we go out there and we put a pretty solid defensive performance, come away with a draw, didn't look like we were under that much pressure to lose this game, you'd have to say things are probably going better than what a lot of people expected. So while I agree there's a lot to work on, I think there are solid positives you can find within that. 
for the season as well. Um, even if this was a pretty dour game that I would not like to watch again. Let's let's kind of uh, have a look at the uh, team we're up against this next week at home at the stadium on Saturday, playing. Perth Glory, um, they had a two-all draw in their fixture this week. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that there could be a bit of targeting of um, Ollie Sale's uh, control of his box, perhaps. Yeah, put it on the keeper from range. Yep, he's, he's certainly shown that he has a weakness developed in his game over the last few months, which didn't appear to be as obvious prior um, to him leaving the Phoenix. So just to point it out, because I think that people may be confused as to which weakness you're talking about there, Cameron. Um, so far, we've seen the uh, lack of ability to get to a cross. We've seen him come out, go running past the... I, I felt it was like the halfway line and miss the ball completely. Um are you talking about the the latest one, or I think I think what we've seen is, uh, as Dave so eloquently just put it, command of his area is, is, is appears to be lacking. He's when he's coming off his line, he's not making the the right decision, so timing about when to come off his line, and he's not executing as he used to be able to. So uh, yeah, that's the weakness I'm referring to that we've all seen in the last few weeks. Okay, now that now that certainly I've had my weed dig at Ollie Sale leaving, um, what what do we think that the other places that we could t- the the Knicks should be targeting? I mean, you, Dale, you've talked about the, us being traditionally slow starters, but surely the goal here, a home game against a Perth side that's look that is a bit scratchy and doesn't tend to travel well, surely you've got to be targeting that for the three points if you can. Yeah, I think it's definitely a good chance of, of you know, winning, I think. Yeah, I think Perth got big, massive centre-backs. So obviously you want to keep it away from, from them as much as possible, make them turn around um, and don't launch kind of aimless balls in, into the box. And, you know, I think attacking-wise, they, they didn't look that fantastic. You know, obviously Adam Taggart's a pretty handy player and Stephen Kolonowski, Kolon, what's his name? Kolonowski? Kolonowski? That sounds just like some... Uh, procedure instead. I've had um, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, he, yeah, he's a pretty handy player. So, uh, but, you know, I think they are a fairly, you know, limited limited side, you know, um, at best, you know, they're kind of mid-table, maybe scrapping for top six for the last five weeks and then bow out. So um, I don't expect them to be anywhere near the top. So definitely away, you know, at home, um, is, um, should, yeah, you'd be disappointed if, you, if you're not, Going away for three points of that one, I think. Dave, you got anything more to proffer than? No, I target? think I think you'd you'd hope this is a game that should be winnable. I think this will be a, a more interesting test of of where we're at. Obviously, first head out, there's always going to be some nerves. It's away from home. There's a few things there um, in that first game that won't be there this week. You'll you'll be at home. You've had first game jitters out the way. Uh, Chiefy will have had an actual game against, you know, an A squad to, to go away and look at and, and, you know, tidy up things from. So I think this will this will be a much better measure of where we're at. Um, but it's also one of those ones, I think you're going to be up against a, 
while not you know full strength attack this this is an attacking lineup that can score goals so I think that's going to be the the key thing here is we've got to make sure we keep it tight at the back and don't you know don't concede two or three in a in a bad ten minute patch to open the game um, because at that point I don't think we have the the chops to come back from that so I think it's got to it's got to stay tight we've got to keep it close if we're not ahead uh, we've got to stay in it and you know fight fight out to the end um, because yeah I think this is this is a winnable game but equally it could show the weaknesses of of this you know youth strategy at the same time so it's it's you know a very double-edged sword in my mind uh, uh, is anyone expecting any changes coming into the um into this game in personnel or i'm assuming not formation maybe if uh if something's available um Starting at uh, left back though, Lucas did a fantastic job and should be commended for it in his debut. Thought yeah. he was um, yeah, he a good very guy. good. Yeah, he was, um, and he's only going to improve from there too, which is the the best part because effectively he's a centre back playing at left back. So, I think I think that's the only logical one. Perhaps old for Pennington, depending on you know opposition, but I don't see too much difference in teams between Wanderers and. Um, Perth, so you're not really going to be targeting. It's not like you're jumping up and playing City, you know what I mean? Who are going to be frighteningly quite good in this league, and you may be tempered uh, in your selections because of that. So, I think unlike the woman, where you could make a re- reasonable argument for, you know, uh, 16 different players to be in the starting eleven, I think you struggle to do that for the men's. I think there's a pretty yeah. clear. Um, based on who's available at the moment, pretty clear starting eleven, and I'd be very surprised if anything um, differs from that on Saturday. Yeah, I think um, I think at best you're looking at tinkering around the edges for a for a, an injury or form reason, rather than anything. I agree. I think the the eleven's pretty pretty clear. There's not there's not a big tactical shift you're going to make in there because you've got so much depth, right? Like that's not it's not an option. Uh, I wouldn't mind coming back to the, the, the depth thing because obviously we've got our established pros that are in the team and we've got our new players. The established pros, you know, we obviously need those guys to fire and we've got these youth players who will be giving a lot, given a lot of latitude to improve their game and work their way up. There's, there is one player that hasn't established himself in that, in that starting lineup but has been around for a significant amount of time, uh, albeit with a lot of injuries, being old. Is this kind of the the season where we need him to show what he can do? It, it, I don't want to call it last chance saloon, but you know, it, it does feel a long time coming that we've seen a lot of potential, but it hasn't come to fruition yet. Yeah, I think um, he does show glimpses of of something there, but I think for most part, um, there's there's not a lot of end product at the end of it. Um, and I think you see him getting bumped off the ball a lot and is very, um, very soft in the contact and, and quite often he'll fall over expecting a foul you know, at the edge of the box and not get anything. So, um, I mean, this does seem like a season in which, you know, all it will take is one, one injury to some of that front four and he's the next, next person right to start. So um, it def- seems like he'll, he'll get some fairly decent game time um, and it's really up to him about whether he delivers on on that. Yeah, I think I think we obviously haven't seen kind of a, a breakout season moment from him yet. But I also think in the performances we've seen, 
um, of him to date. I wouldn't say he looks out of a, out of place as an A League player. You know, he doesn't he doesn't look like he's showing A League superstar level stuff yet. You know, there's potential there for sure. But I think what we've seen looks more than good enough to take the part as a as a squad player and a decent number of sides in this league. So I think whilst I agree, you know, we'd love to see more. I don't think, I don't think I would say for me personally, I feel like we're not seeing enough. I would always love to see more. I would love to see him have a breakout season and show himself to be a really top level player. But I think on what we've seen already, he he's at that kind of a league journeyman level already. And, and hopefully he continues to develop, you know, if he was, um, a bunch of years old, you'd think, okay, maybe, maybe it's never going to happen for you, but he's still young. And, and I would say he's not going to go backwards from here. So hopefully he keeps, keeps developing, keeps building. And we, and we see a little more than we have, but if what we've seen already is all we're going to see, I still think he's a decent A-League squad player. Um, obviously that's been the, the draw card for Al Tay. Um, Chief, he's brought him in having, I think he worked with him at the juniors uh, in Australia for a while, uh, do we see him as a potential um, vying for that potential eight spot as well as potentially being old? If you know to shore up that that link, or is he just a an out and out six? No, I, I think his minutes might also come down to how Conchi develops as well. Um, so Rufus, your captain, obviously he's likely to end up playing most of your games, um, and. Yeah, if, if Conchi develops the way that we want Conchi to develop, then Mohammed's minutes may be limited. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a, a bruiser. He's a he's a six, out and out. Um, yeah, he, he loves a tackle, and that's probably about it. <laughs> well, nothing wrong with that, eh, Dale? Hey, it's, there's nothing wrong with seeing your opposition fall over in pain. Yep. Uh, I saw Justin Lesser in the street today and he's still walking right. So uh, he obviously didn't do that good a job on him. Yeah, he kicked me a couple of times. Yeah. Oh, Justin, he is a feisty wee one. Great to have on your team, I should add. I've played with him a couple of times and oh, it's fantastic. Um, Well, uh, I think we should get off Justin Lesser and probably... um, get back on the couch. Uh, there probably isn't a whole lot more to say. Um, the men's team are playing at home at Sky Stadium, 5.30 on Saturday. Uh, well worth a trip down to see what they can pull out of the bag against the scratchy Perth side and maybe uh, suggest that their goalkeeper made an incorrect decision by uh, switching clubs, if you so wish. Um, apart from that, gents, I don't think I've got any... Are, are you saying you would have liked to have kept him, Frosty? Is that is that what I should take away from that? You you would have liked them to be at the Phoenix. I just think that uh, certainly keepers who play for the Phoenix get enough practice that they actually improve. You know he's going to have an absolute blinder against us now. You know Absolutely. he was always going to have that They're blinder. Five I'm there. blaming Frosty for it too. If 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 they get a clean sheet, it's all on Frosty. I suspect it may have more to do with the uh, shots on goal myself, but. That's just my thoughts. Um, Hard disagree. <laughs> I think we should just leave it there then because a hard disagree is the probably the nicest thing Cam said to me in a while. And thanks for listening.
Phoenix City.